I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. The reading this morning is from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is God's word of us today. Thanks be to God. You are forced out into the complete unknown. You don't have the right clothing. You have absolutely no equipment. You are, your task that you are given is to find a place to get out of this wilderness before, as you fight hunger, thirst, and exhaustion. Before you become overcome by those. And some of the other obstacles that you have to face are wild animals, treacherous terrain, and um, crying babies. <laughs> but you have to, you find yourself in this place, and we could say this is a story about Jesus, the scripture that we just heard, where he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit only to be sent out into the wilderness. But what I described for you is a board game. It's a board game called Wilderness. It's a very popular board game. I tried to buy it. It is absolutely, it's produced in Britain, but it cannot be bought anywhere in the world. It's all sold out. And so because the board game's not mass produced, it's produced by hand. And so they have just limited numbers. And every place that I looked, it's unknown whether the game will be back in production or not. But a game of wilderness. Now, survival in the wilderness is not a game. And so you have another opportunity to learn about how to survive in the wilderness. A worldwide survival guide was written by John Weissman. And John Weissman is um, part of the British Special Air Services. And he wrote this survival guide. And it's been published and, and used around the world. And it describes how to um, survive these extreme circumstances that we might find ourselves in, the worst and the most extreme ones. But it might be helpful to know 
that there is an app for your iPhones that you can now uh, purchase and upload onto your phone, and it's based on John Weissman's survival guide, and it comes complete with videos of how-tos and different information about what to eat and how to find it and where to go for water and all sorts of information that might come in handy. The only thing that would be a danger is if you don't memorize it, you may lose power on your phone if you're trying to survive out in the middle of the wilderness where there is no charger, right? But you see, Jesus was sent out into a wilderness. This is a photograph of the wilderness in Israel, just beyond Bethany, where Jesus would have gone into the wilderness sent by the Holy Spirit. It was not a game. He did not have an app on his iPhone to depend on to to find food and to know what to do. He completely and totally depended on God. Now, in the other Gospels, in the other synoptic Gospels, which is a fancy church word for the same, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew and Luke give us a complete breakdown of how Jesus was tempted and what he was tempted to do, but Mark only gives us two verses. Tells us that he was sent out and what he had to endure and how he survived. He was ministered to and protected by God. And so we have this little snippet of Jesus in the wilderness. And you see, we have this because Jesus was sent there to learn. Now, I want to just take an aside because it tells us that Jesus spent 40 days out there, 40 days in the wilderness. And the earliest um, hearers of this, the earliest readers of the gospel would have immediately understood and recognized 40. You see, Moses and the Israelites wandered around for 40 years until they got it right, right? (laughs) Until they learned to depend on God. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. But I want you to think of another 40. Each one of us, or close to 40, 40 weeks is the time that it takes for us to develop before we are born. Could it be that God was using the 40 for rebirth, to be reborn? Could be. You see, Jesus' birth or rebirth into becoming our Savior happened at the time of his baptism and as he endured these 40 days. 
So how do you do that? You learn. You learn during those times of 40. And you see, Jesus did that too. Jesus learned. And what kinds of things do we learn? Well, there's several things that we learn. And there's several ways that we can learn. You see, we enter this time of Lent, these 40 days. We are invited to do that, to learn each year. You say, well, gosh, I've been through this before. I'm, I'm kind of ready for Easter, you know. I can just skip from, from all of this Palm Sunday right over to Easter. Ash Wednesday, don't need that anymore. I've been there, done that. Every year, it's a time to learn. And so, how do we go about that? One, I might suggest that you change up the way you learn. Make it a new experience. You see, this is important that we go through these 40 days of Lent every single year. It's meant to be a part of our life. It's meant to become a part of our routine. It's meant to set in course things that will carry us until the next Lent that we can continue learning. So first, I invite you to change up your resources. Books. Pick up books. You can take them anywhere, any place. You can use them at your own speed. You say, well, I have no idea what to read. I'm not really a great reader. We have a library. We have Nancy Upchurch who knows exactly what you should read and can provide it for you. And if we don't have it, she'll get it for you so that you can check it out. We have a great resource of books. Use recorded material. You see, you can use recorded material anywhere. It can be uh, recorded material of uh, speakers. It can be recorded material of music. It can be recorded material that you can take with you in the car. It can be a time where you are intentional about um, listening and setting aside. That, by the way, is another one. Being intentional, using the recorded material that you have or that you check out. CDs, DVDs. There's a wealth of information on the web. Choose wisely. But you can find videos on Christian speakers that will offer you new and inspiring information. Try some of it. Check it out. And you see, as we use our diverse materials, maybe you're ready for a class. We have a Lent study that's beginning, even if you've never come to a class before. This could be something that could set the whole course of your life in a different direction. Studying the Word of God. Maybe you want to go a little bit deeper. 
Our conference offers what's called lay servant academies. They happen in every district. Ours doesn't have the next one scheduled, but a neighboring district has one that's begun today. And they offer advanced courses for you to take. We've had someone from this congregation that's participated in that and found it very rewarding. You can take a course. You can study. There's a wide variety of ways to learn, to engage, and become closer to God. And the other that I mentioned was creating space, being intentional about that. Maybe while you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you listen to an inspirational song or speaker that you have recorded or made available. Maybe you set aside a few five, ten minutes in the morning or five or ten minutes in the evening that you haven't set aside before to either pray or read scripture or use one of these other resources. There are things that you can do. And the other is to claim that you are a learner, a lifelong learner. Claim that for yourself. You see, being a lifelong learner, being a learner at all, is who we are. That's who we are as Christians. Did you know that the actual definition of the word disciple is learner? We are to be the disciples of Jesus Christ. We are to be learners of Christ. We are continued to grow. It's a lifelong lesson. It's not finite. It's not that as we reach a certain age, we've learned it all, and we can just coast now on what we've learned from the past and just apply it to what we do. That's a good thing to do, but you can't stop the learning. Some of us find great comfort in Philippians 1.6 that says, He that started a good work in you is going to bring it to completion. Now that sounds like it's going to come to an end, right? Except you have to finish the verse. At Christ's coming. In other words, Probably not in our lifetime, but maybe. But when Christ returns, we will know all things. We will be in the very presence of Christ. Until then, we're to keep learning. So we are to be lifelong learners. And at the very heart of being a learner is Christ. At the very heart of why we learn and what we learn is the love of Christ. That's the very core of it. You see, we don't necessarily just learn facts. 
we don't necessarily just learn the facts about our world and our own history and the history of the Bible and all the things in the text of the Bible. We don't just learn facts about ourselves. We learn a face. We don't just learn principles, but we learn a person. Our learning is about growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We use different resources. We set aside an intentional time to do that. We claim that we are learners. I am a learner of Jesus Christ. There's a weekend, actually 72 hours, a little bit longer than a weekend. There's a 72-hour retreat, you might call it, that men and women are invited to attend and a weekend, a retreat for men, a retreat for women. We have actually some interest in that again in this congregation. I understand there are several of you that have been on a great banquet or have been on a walk to Emmaus. Could I see a show of hands of those that have participated in either one of those? Yeah, look around. We have several. It is a powerful 72 hours. In my experience, it was a gift I gave to myself, one of the best gifts I'd ever allowed myself to have. And I learned a lot. I went. I attended my walk while I was in seminary. I went and thought, "Ah, what can I possibly learn that I'm not learning in seminary? I had a lot to learn. It was an amazing experience. But you know what I learned most of all and what I hope that all of you that have participated in that and attended one of those, I learned again and again and again during that 72 hours just how much Christ loved me, even me. It was humbling, and it was empowering. If you're interested in that, talk to one of us. It is an incredible opportunity. And we have two of our ladies experiencing that right now. Their experience will end this evening. Right now, they're getting to experience just how much Christ loves them. They're learning. You see, we are in this period of 70, or I'm sorry, in this period of 40 days called Lent. We come to it every year, but it's not to be a repeat of any year. You see, it's called going into the wilderness because for us spiritually, We are going into those places in our life where we're not yet connected to God. 
We're going maybe into those deep, dark recesses of ourselves that have never experienced the light of Jesus Christ. Oh, maybe most of our life has, but not all of it. We go into those places where we're not really comfortable, where we just as soon avoid, where it might be very, very difficult to be in. Those are the wilderness places that we carry within us. That's where we are to go during Lent. And we have the tools, we have the resources to take with us. We don't do this empty-handed. Christ didn't go into that empty-handed necessarily. He went in with the power of God that could minister to him throughout that time of the wilderness. Throughout those 40 days, folks, you have the same power available to you. You have the same power to resource to use, to connect to, during your 40 days, the same power to learn from. Jesus went into the wilderness to learn. He learned that he could depend on his God. You see, he wasn't brand new at this faith thing. He'd been learning all along, and he went into that wilderness or was driven into the wilderness and learned there that he could depend on God. But I believe that in part he went there to learn what we needed. He learned that we needed to know our God and how we could know our God is what motivated his entire ministry. It's the reason he gave us this Holy Communion. It's the reason that we can come to Holy Communion and remember the sacrifice that Christ gave for us. We continue to learn about the depth of God's love for us every time we come to the table. Christ knew that. He knew it so well that as he met with his disciples, his final meal with them in the flesh, he knew that they didn't quite get it. But he knew that they would need this gift. He knew that you would need this gift. And so he took the bread. He blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Eat this, all of you. This is my body, broken for you. And then... He took the cup during the meal, and he blessed it. 
and he gave it to his disciples and said, This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. And so we have this gift from our Lord Jesus Christ. And God, we ask that you bless these elements of bread and cup, that you bless them that they may be for us, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, so that we may be the body of Christ for all the world. And we may continue to be empowered to learn and to teach what we have learned. As God's children, let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.